Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, the Bucks lose to the Chicago Bears 20 to 19 in a game that they wish they had back. This one's going to smart for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is they lose Vita Vea maybe for the season to a serious ankle injury. Um, Tom Brady did not have a, a great game. They they knocked him down a lot, eight times, three sacks, and yet they still had the ball and the chance to win the game, and I think Brady might have forgotten how many downs there were. So we've got the Bucks and the Bears to talk about, and the Tampa Bay Rays will have a game five against the New York Yankees as they lose five to one. It'll be Garrett Cole against Tyler Glass now to see who plays the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. We've got all of that. With Eduardo Encina on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, Breitling Boutique and International Plaza is one of only 15 in the United States. You've got to check out these gorgeous Swiss timepieces. There's the Chronomat Bentley, beautiful stainless steel with a green face. And in April, they launched the Super Ocean Heritage in the 57 Limited Edition. I'm telling you, these watches are absolutely gorgeous. Now, they've welcomed championship quarterbacks and Hall of Famers and boxers as clients, but they treat everyone the same when you come in. Make sure you tell them that uh, Rick sent you, and you will receive a $60 Breitling cap when you just try on one of these beautiful watches. Go see our friends at Breitling Boutique in International Plaza. All right, Ed, um, we're still here at Soldier Field. We'll be leaving here shortly, but this might be uh, the game that the Bucks look back on and say this is where it kind of fell apart or where at least maybe they, they don't achieve what they want to even uh, into the postseason because this Bears team, while they have a really good defense, they let one get away here. They scored just one touchdown. Um, Tom Brady, uh, you know, in the offense struggled. The worst game we've seen from the offensive line against a very good Bears defense, but they were up 13 to nothing in this ball game, and they went one for three in the red zone. They had been about 80% until tonight. What the heck happened with this football team? You know, kind of trying to wrap your head around it. There's so many things that went wrong. You know, actually, outside of the first quarter, when they took the lead, you know, you talk about how, uh, you know, the Bears got back in this game. Um, penalties, turnovers, all sorts of stuff that kind of carried over into the, into the third and fourth quarters. Um, and, and, you know, this team just looked completely out of sync on offense. And, they, they couldn't even go the right way, the right direction down the field for one of the drives, I think had, you know, five or six penalties. And um, so I, I think after that, this team really had a really tough time just doing anything. I think they were all confused. They were all frustrated. And um, like you said, you know, on that last play, you know, Tom Brady didn't think it was – he thought it was third down, I guess. And, you know, he pulls up four fingers afterwards because he, he thought it was uh, it was third down still after that play on fourth down. So – um, just a lot of stuff. And Bruce Arians, when we talked to him, he, he kind of fell on the sword. You know, he said, this is a bad coaching, uh, by us. We didn't have the team prepared on a Thursday night, but I think there's a lot of things you think about here. One is obviously, you know, four and one is different than three and two. And especially when you're going into this stretch 
that we're that, that we're about to embark on, um, which is you know obviously a long week, and then the Green Bay Packers come to Raymond James, and then you have all these uh, night games, you know, one in Vegas, one in in at uh, in the Meadowlands, and then obviously one at home against those. Uh, New Orleans Saints, so uh, it, it doesn't get any better here for the Bucks, who are not. This was their by far their worst game of the year. I think this was, this was by far worse than than that that New Orleans game, and they weren't in good in that game either. But um, you know, it, it kind of leaves them back at ground at square one. I think you know, and um, you know, they say they have the old saying in baseball that you know, you you know, when you blow a save, you want to get back out there. Um, to redeem yourself, they're going to have a long time to think about this one, and that might be good and it might be bad. Um, I think that's really going to test this team's uh, moxie. But um, yeah, it, it, it was. We can we can break it down, but there's a lot of there was a lot of bad things that we saw from the Bucks tonight. I think Brady said it best. He goes, you know, it shouldn't sit well with you, and when you lose like this, you you should it should bother you, and it's going to bother them for about ten days at least until they get back on the field against the Green Bay Packers team, which is maybe one of the best, if not the best, in the NFC. So the schedule is not going to get easier for them. I thought for the first time Tristan Wirfs looked like a rookie. I thought Donovan Smith looked like the underachieving left tackle he has been too often. Penalties were such a huge part of this game. And, and usually, Ed, I mean, some of them are, are just like, you know, over-aggression, but some of them are because you're beat. You know, some of them is, is that they got physically whipped up front. And Khalil Mack... Uh, and those guys, uh, Keem Hicks, all of them, put so much pressure on Brady that he never really had a chance to, to get into any kind of rhythm. And, and being behind the sticks, as they say, down in distance, was the problem. I mean, they came out, you know, and, and they weren't unable to finish the first drive. They had a good start to the game. Um, you know, I'll say this, at least, you know, they made all four of their field goal attempts. But that's not how you're going to go into Soldier Field and win. And, and, and the thing is, there's no fans here. Right, so it was another one of those games where you had to generate your own in, in, energy, but the football team is beat up. I, I think the big story right now for the Bucks is that Brady has never had Evans and Godwin healthy, really on the field at the same time. Um, now you know O.J. Howard is lost for this season. Gronkowski does not look like even close to the player he was when he played for the New England Patriots. He's not getting separation. He made maybe one big catch today. They they really have sort of a a you know a patchwork uh, bunch of skill players right now, and I mean you know credit Tyler Johnson looked like he he did some things tonight which is going to bode well for him in the future. But they have to get their guys back, or this this team's just not talented enough to overcome those injuries. Yeah, I mean you're not going to win games on a consistent basis with you know Cyril Grayson and and Tyler Johnson and those guys as, as being guys that. You know, those guys are great complimentary guys, but they're not the guys he, you know, you're going to be able to count on down down the stretch here. But, you know, when you look at this game, I mean, you talk about the penalties and, you know, they, they got the ball, um, you know, 7-16 left in the third uh, quarter at midfield, right? And that drive netted minus two yards because they had – uh, 35 yards on penalties, and that's actually a, a, a uh, that, that's a, those are accepted penalties. There were a couple. That, there was one that was, um, you know, that you know there was penalties on both teams, so uh, it, it was offsetting. And then um, there's another one that was, uh, you declined. know, declined. So um, sorry, I can't get words out today. Right, but, right. <laughs> but um, so I think that that's one that you look at that drive right there, and it was just like it, from then on, it was just all downhill, and then. It, but still, this team had a chance. 
they had a lead late and they had a chance. They had two chances. I think, yeah, I think with, um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they had two chances, but the one that really sticks out was when they got the ball at their own 16 with, with 2.48 left and they went three and out and uh, the, Ronald Jones got stuffed for a two-yard loss on first down. I think he, he, I think he might have dropped a pass on second down and then they go to Tyler Johnson on third down and boom, it was, it was over. It was a, uh, the, the drive took you know all of twenty seven seconds. And, and let's just stop there because when you you know yes the 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 Bears had a timeout in the two minute warning okay but you want to get those right you want to get those back and, and I know they were at their sixteen they needed a couple first a couple first downs wins the game basically I mean you need two first downs so the negative play on first down is what really put them behind so you feel like okay second and twelve. How how much do I want to you know I want to try to get something back here and they go and they throw the ball incomplete, but if you run the ball there you're no worse than third and twelve right you still have a chance to convert um, the, the odds aren't good but but you know you have to throw the ball on third down they could have probably you know at least got them to take another timeout whatnot that was to me the the biggest part of, of this game is that they didn't they didn't run the ball they didn't run the clock out when they had the lead but then unbelievably the bears make a mistake they come back and while they they're pretty much in field goal range already Foles throws a pass and stops the clock and the bucks only have one timeout so they could have taken that thing all the way down let Cairo Santos kick the field goal and the game's basically over instead they gave Brady over a minute and almost a minute and a half to try to get back to yeah been at 13 to get back down the field even with even with no timeouts, and I thought that would have been a huge mistake um, by Mike uh, or by Matt Nagy, and and it you know it turned out not to bite them. And then inexplicably, Tom Brady holds up four fingers after taking a shot play to Cameron Brady on fourth and five, and and he didn't really address it directly. He was asked a couple times about it, but it's clear to me Ed he for, he did not know that that was fourth down. This is what happens when it's all chaotic. Like it became in that in that second half. You know, it you don't know which way you're going. You don't know. Everyone's frustrated, and we saw Brady's frustration on the on the sideline after that that drive with all the penalties. Um, he was yelling at the linemen. He he wasn't happy, and um, you know I, I think you know this is this is one that's really going to test this team because maybe they thought that they were a little bit better than they really are. You know, and this this is one of those things because. Um, you know, penalties have racked this team over and over and over again. And they came into into this game, I think they were ranked third in penalties already. And I'm sure they'll be number one at the end of this game. But, um, you know, just these mistakes. And how many times last year did we hear players talk about shooting themselves in the foot after games last year? And today, for the first time, I think you started hearing that kind of on a repeat reel um, with these guys as we talked to them after the game. So they know it. <laughs> They know what they know what's going on here because they've they've done it many times before, and it's just a matter now of, you know, what is the Brady factor? You know, I mean, this was always going to be the thing, right? You come from New England for twenty years with Bill Belichick, right? Who, among other things, does not select uh, what you would call dumb football players. In other words, guys that will hurt your team, um, not because of physical pro- of physical issues, but because of they will make penalties. They will do stupid things. The Bucks are, you know, the league leaders in beating themselves. I don't care who the coach is. I've done this long enough. It doesn't seem to matter. But ever since John Gruden won a Super Bowl, it's been the same thing. Whether you're talking about, 
you know, Raheem Morris, uh, Greg Schiano, um, you, you know, uh, Dirk Cutter. There is something in this in the in the culture of this football team that has never played smart. They've never been one to to make it difficult on an opponent. And when you play the Bears, who are good enough to beat you, um, when you give them that many chances, any football team is it comes back to bite you. And this is going to be the thing for Tom Brady, right? It's one thing to say, "Hey, I want to change. I want to try something different. I want to come to you know a place where there's warm weather." Uh, be embraced by new teammates. All of that sounds great. And he's worked really, really hard up to this point. And, yeah, the pandemic and all that stuff is a factor. But now he's experiencing something different. Now he's not in Kansas anymore, right, Toto? It's like, wow, these guys really, really make bad mistakes. They really beat themselves. How does Tom Brady turn that around? I mean, we talk about culture, right? And the whole thing was – you know, how much he's going to raise accountability, how, you know, just him being in the building raises the culture. But, you know, that was not winning football out there tonight by any means. And, you know, what, you know, Tom gets mad when he's when he loses, you know, he's he he has very, very little patience for uh, for bad football. So, um, you know, th- this is something that, that's new for him. He hasn't seen this much lack of discipline on on, on a football team in, in a long, long time. So, um and here's the thing, too, Rick, to keep in mind is that, you know, this team won three straight games, right? But nationally, the national scope on Tom Brady, you know, when you look at that game of the week in New Orleans, game one, didn't play well. And then this game here where he walks off the field not knowing what down it was um, on Thursday night football when you're the only game in town and everyone's watching you, and everyone's been talking all day, all, all Thursday, about how great you guys are and how great the defense is and how Tom Brady's doing miraculous things in Tampa Bay. And now you're on a flight back home, you know, wondering about all of it, you know, because, again, you know, the, it's, it's, it's a while from now, but in, in 10 days the Green Bay Packers come to Raymond James, and, you know, they're not going to be very forgiving themselves. I think they're, they're 4-0 right now. So, um, you know, it, it, the national scope of, of what what Brady and the Bucks are right now, you know, it's 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 the jury's still out. And I guarantee you, just like we talked about this on um, after that New Orleans game, is you know he's going to get he's going to be the one that gets hammered really hard um, by the Monday morning or I guess the Friday morning quarterbacks. Yeah, a lot of people doubt Brady at this point at forty three years old. Um, he's coming off a game though where he threw five touchdown passes. So for an entire day on NFL Network on ESPN. All you saw were five different guys catching balls against the, the, the Chargers, and he brought them back. What would the Bucks be right now, right, if he doesn't bring them back from a 17-point deficit? I mean, they'd be sitting here with a 2-3 and three record, right? And then all of a sudden this move to Tampa Bay doesn't look like a good one. Now, I've done this long enough to know that it is a week-to-week league. No matter what Green Bay did the first four weeks, doesn't mean they're going to come in here and just roll somebody because everybody's good. The Bucks are going to have to, number one, get healthy. But number two, they know now um, that they can't go out there and, and play this way. And I think I think Brady will be miserable. I think he'll make his teammates miserable. We saw that, that sideline uh, you know, blow-up that he had. He got after those guys tonight, maybe worse than I've ever seen him since he's been in Tampa. That's the Tom Brady. And the question is going to be, are the Bucks ready for this? You know, they've all said nice things about him. Hey, you know, he's the GOAT, he's this, he's that. Okay, now you're going to find out what happens when you don't match his intensity. And they got an earful, and you know what? They deserved it. No, 
Uh, I mean, we, we saw it. one thing about Brady is that he doesn't hesitate to, to show that on, on the sideline. And, you know, he was yelling at, at his linemen. He was yelling at the guys on offense, you know, coming off the field. And then, you know, it was it looked like a very awkward bench there after that drive because, you know, no one was talking to anyone. And, you know, and, and uh, you know what? I mean, like, maybe that has something to do with it, them coming out completely flat in the next couple of drives, you know. Um, but, you know, these are professionals. These are grown men. I mean, they're going to have to figure it out. But, um, man, I mean, this was uh, – I mean, I, I feel worse about this game, watching this game and evaluating this game than I actually do the New Orleans one because yeah. at least then you know – The first game. Right. I mean, it, it was the first game of the year. You know you know, the Saints are not a good team. They're a great team. And, um, you know, but coming out here – and like I said, on the national stage where you're the only show in town for, for that night and um, – I mean, we were watching this football game at the end, and it was ugly. It was really, really ugly. It was, and in some ways, it was kind of painful to watch, you know. So, um, is, are these the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? There's a, it's a lot easier to correct mistakes when you win, and they've done that a couple times this year where they didn't play that great at, in stretches. But tonight, they're really, other than, you know, one drive when they got the ball in the end zone, and that came after a turn. You know, the defense, I thought at times, Eduardo played okay. You know what I mean? They got some turnovers. Um, they they competed, but then too many balls sort of went over their heads. Tonight it was about you know them with their back to the quarterback. I haven't seen that very much. You know, I've seen these guys be able to make plays on the ball, and Jamel Dean did that. But too many times they threw it to Allen Robinson and either got PIs one time on Carlton Davis. Those are huge plays when you can't get your head around and you're not close enough to cover the guy that you're actually interfering with him. And, and on some plays where it wasn't great ball placement, I mean, Foles did not play that well, to say the least. He he was sketchy at best. Um, but now they've got some injuries, uh, not just on the offense but on the defense. How much will Vita Vea's injury impact them? Because I don't, they don't have another Vita Vea, which is obvious. But by the same token, this was always going to be the Achilles heel of this team. As good as their front seven is on paper and has been up till now, there isn't much depth behind any of these guys. If you lose another defensive, like Shaq Barrett, if you lose a JPP, I mean, Anthony Nelson's played a little. But, you know, this has been the Achilles heel is that they're not very deep on defense. No, you're right. And, you know, going back to Vita, is like he is the anchor of that front seven. You know, I mean, he plays right there in the middle, and everything kind of flows out from him. You know, he's the guy that fights off the double teams, and depending on you know where guys match up, you know that's where one you know Will Golston gets a one on one, or Indomitian Sue gets a one on one, or it frees up the gap for you know Devin White or Levante David to try to get to the quarterback or you know put, get that push. So, um, you know, uh, I'm, th- th- this this team, the one thing that this team's done pretty very well. Over the past, you know, year year plus is stop the run, and everything kind of comes off of that. But um, Vita Vea is, is such a big part of that, and without him, uh, like you said, there's no replacing him. You know, uh, Raheem Nunez Rochez will probably take most fill in most of those snaps when he's gone, but he's he's not that player. So um, yeah, that, that, that's that's a big 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 loss if he's out for a considerable amount of time and from the looks of it from the looks of that injury it, it looked pretty it, it didn't look good you know it looked like it, it looked like Devin White just kind of rolled over on him while he was trying to make the tackle as well um, a great play you know uh, and, and, and Vita Vea had kind of dominated 
or you know the, the game on defense for a good part of the second half. Um, he's shedding a block and gets David Montgomery for I think a two yard loss mm-hmm. on the play on the play he gets hurt on, and that was the kind of football that he was playing um, in that second half, and, and really. You know, for the most part, a good part of the season, you know, he's, I think, he, you know, you've seen a big jump in him and, uh, you know, he, and I think that's why a big part of why this pass rush has really evolved and again, why they are still so good <clears throat> at, at stopping the run. So um, I don't know where you go when you try to think of even trying to replace Vita Vea, but um, I think they're going to have to do that because I, I don't think, you know, just from the looks of things, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Two big pieces are gone, um, and O.J. Howard on offense. Tonight, I think, and I've been as hard on this guy as anybody, Ronald Jones became a formidable NFL running back. Look, he started this game knowing that there was there was no net, right? I mean, he had a rookie, basically, uh, in Keyshawn Vaughn that hasn't played that much. He had a big touchdown last week. But, you know, LaShawn McCoy was out. Leonard Fournette was in uniform, but he was the break glass in case of emergency running back. I mean, they were not going to put him out there unless everybody else. They even said that Devin White, even though we asked Bruce Arians last week, what about Devin White? Would you give him some reps? Well, turns out he did give him some reps, he told Jay Glazer. But Ronald Jones has run now twice, uh, two games in a row, over 100 yards. He ran hard. He ran like a man. He spun. He made guys miss. He was explosive. He, in essence, was the best player in the Bucks' offense. And when you don't have anything really to turn to, Ronald Jones, at least, you know, we've been waiting to see, like, what are they, right? What can they do? It seems to me they might be finding something they can do, and that's give the ball to, to Ronald Jones. You know, I mean, just looking back at, at what this running back room has been, you know, it's by kind of been, you know, the reason Ronald Jones got a bunch of carries today was because he had to, you know, but, but who knows how these running backs are, are, are being used because, you know, Bruce likes using Fournette down the stretch. You know, he likes a hard run in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Shady McCoy is always going to have a role as a pass catcher. Um, we saw Keyshawn Vaughn last week kind of, you know, start to, to, to get a little bit piece, a little bit of a slice of the pie, so to speak. But, um, but and, and, you know, we've been asking ourselves, you know, is Ronald Jones an RB1, mm-hmm. right? And I read in my story today, is like, he had to be RB1 because after him, there was RB none. <laughs> so, so um, you know, but 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 that, that goes to show, I mean, I think uh, someone asked about, you know, how, how does that change, you know, when you know you're the only guy? And, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn got knocked out of the game, you yeah. know, with a chest injury. So at one point, you know, if you don't count Fournette, if you put, put Count Fournette as that emergency guy, he's the only guy out there. So, and he ran, he ran hard. Um, it's it's amazing to kind of see when we think back about 2018, and the the confidence and the authority that he runs with now compared to back then, yeah. and um, you know when you think about that, and you think about um, you know the, the way he hits that hole now and the way he runs downhill, and the, I think the big thing that I saw today was he just exploded after contact. You know he had a move here, he had a spin here. You know whatever it was, and this is a good tackling, you know, defense that they played today, and and he made a lot of guys miss, and he made and he made guys miss, and he ran over guys. So, you know, I think that's that's a good sign of a running back, especially against like I said against this defense. And, you know, I think if there's anything to be positive about out of this game, it, it has to be Ronald Jones, and it has to be the fact that you're over the past two weeks. You know, last week he had career career high, I think 100, 111 yards. Um, that, that you're seeing him start to come into his own, 
And that needs to happen right now with this offense. You need that balance right now. Um, and, you know, I think down the stretch, you know, we talk about that minus two, uh, you know, run. run down the stretch in that second to last drive. And it's like, you know, of course guys are packing a box to, to defend Ronald Jones in the last, you know, five minutes of the game. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's, I think that's important to have, but also, uh, you know, it, it's going to, it's, it, it's a piece of this puzzle that, that, you know, the Bucks are trying to figure out now. I'm glad you said puzzle. I talked to a coach this week and with all the injuries, he basically used that very word. He goes this tonight uh, against the bears. He said, it's going to be like a jigsaw puzzle. And he said, you know, he felt like Byron left, which last week figured it out. You know, they went into halftime and completely changed what they were doing and started taking shots down the field, realizing that the Chargers were really squatting on routes and doing things like that. And it worked. They made the adjustment. When you have so many guys in and out of the lineup, not only does your quarterback not know him very well, the offensive coordinator is over there struggling to see which play he should he should call. I mean, you talk about trust, right? I mean, the quarterback has to trust guys, but – he doesn't know, other than giving it to Ronald Jones, what is he going to get from Tyler Johnson? What is he going to get from Cyril Grayson? What is he gonna, you know, uh, Cam Brake came and played and didn't exactly make a big impact. You know what I mean? He had his opportunity. Tanner Hudson, they went to down the field twice, um, you know, trying to get him vertical like they would O.J. Howard, and, and that didn't work. So, and they went away from that real fast. They did, and, and, and so I feel like, like tonight, the coordinator, when, he, when, when Bruce Arian said we didn't coach well, he would start with himself. It wouldn't take long, though, before he would get to Byron Leftwich. Whatever it was that they thought they could do tonight, Chuck Pagano had the answer for. And Chuck Pagano in the second half brought a defense that was on fire. They were on fire. They didn't play that great in the first half. They, they kept them out of the end zone. But, man, they got after it. And, and I'm telling you, the Bucks had no answers for what they brought in the second half, and I felt like the defense on the Bucks would have to outplay Chicago's defense. They didn't. They didn't get to the quarterback as much as they needed to, um, and you know that was the difference. And one other thing, Rick, too, is you know, we, good football teams play good sixty minutes of football. You know, and there's there's peaks and valleys and stuff like that. But you know, this team played a really good first quarter, and then after that, they kind of went downhill. You know, um, and, and and when we're talking about you know the turnovers. The penalties, you know, that first quarter, you know, Carlton Davis gets a really big interception, mm-hmm. kind of turns the tie a little bit. But right away in that second quarter, they were giving the ball away. Um, and then the penalties in the third quarter. But, you know, every game, we're still waiting to see this team put together some assembly mm-hmm. of a complete game. You know, those first three games, I think it was like, you know, the first half they had, you know, outscored teams and then they, they kind of fell fell down in the second half. In the Chargers game, you know, they fell behind 17 and then, you know, there's a comeback. But, um, we, you know, we're still waiting for it. And that's what good teams do. You know, good teams play some semblance of a complete 60 minutes of football. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Well, we'll see what they can do against the Green Bay Packers in about 10 days. Meanwhile, we got to get out of here at Soldier Field. Let's just wrap it up with this. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to a game five, and it's Garrett Cole is going to pitch on three days rest, I guess, uh, for the New York Yankees against Tyler Glass now. The pressure is there for both teams, um, and you know they only scored one run and had a chance to, 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 to clinch it and go to the ALDS and, and, and play the Houston Astros, which are waiting for them now. What happens in this game? Who has the edge in uh, in the final game here? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, when you play to a game five, it's winner take all. You've got, you know, Garrett Cole, the, the big, the big money maker on the mound for the Yankees, and um, you know, this is this is winner take all. I mean, the, the one thing the Rays have had this series and throughout the postseason is they've had contributions from throughout their lineup. You know, the guys we talked about this earlier. It's, you know, it's 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 not just Randy Rosarena, but it's you know. Manny Margot, it's Kevin Kiermaier, it's Mike Zunino. They're getting contributions from all across, you know, their batting order. And, you know, I think, you know, to win this game, they're going to they're gonna need it from their big guns, you know. Brandon Lau, you know, guys like that. The guys who got you here, those are the guys that carry you in game fives when you're, when you're looking to, um, you know, to put a team away. I mean, obviously they've had a lot of success against the Yankees. It, I don't think any of that matters right now because it's it's nine innings and – you know they have had success against Garrett Cole over the course of the season, but I think none of that matters. We know what this guy does in decisive games in the postseason. We've seen it for the past few years, and um, you know they're they're really gonna have to bring it. Absolutely, well, we're gonna have to bring it. We're gonna have to get out of here. We need to know what time it is. It's time to leave. But you know what? If you want to know what time it is, go see our friends at Breitling Boutique in International Plaza, one of only fifteen in the United States. Go check out their beautiful watches, the Chronomat Bentley. Um, the Super Ocean Heritage, all of that. Uh, you go in there, and if you tell them Rick sent you, you can uh, receive a free $60 Breitling cap when you try on any Breitling watch. For Steve Bursnick and Eduardo Encino McStroud of the Tampa Bay Times, have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.